last week on the Roots Report. I have to say one thing, and I've been saying it for a long time, but my official call in 2022, stay away from Peloton. <laughs> Not Peloton. Peloton short, would you say? Uh, shorted, burned to the ground. I mean... Yeah, uh, I feel like I, if I was one of those dumbass hedge funds who were like, no, no, we're going to go right. all in a short GameStop, I would go all in a short Peloton. Welcome to the Roots Report. My name is Patrick. I'm Major. And I'm Tim. What are we going to talk about today, Patrick? Well, today we're going to talk about uh, stock trading bans for public officials. The tech route that has been currently happening for the past couple weeks. We're going to talk about this SoFi charter approval. And uh, I thought we'd do a little bit of an update, how we're doing in the downtrend of this market. Yeah, sure. Sounds sounds great. So, first up, I guess, uh, we have the stock trading bans. Right. So, there's been uh, some talk in the... In Congress, about stock trading bans for public officials like, you know, Nancy Pelosi, it's gotten a lot of attention since the pandemic uh, with the stock market going so high and a lot of new traders entering. Uh, There's a lot of questions of whether or not public officials should even be allowed to trade stocks considering their, you know, sensitive uh, position and also their ability to influence laws and stuff like that. Like, should they have a conflict of interest? Or not, you know? I think it's a great question. So, like, this has been going on for a very long time, right? And in we got a surplus, thankfully. Uh, I love every one of you retail traders that joined trading in the last couple of years. Thank you for joining the financial revolution, right? But we've got a whole lot of new eyes on the market. Uh, people who are still trading from the GameStop and AMC, right? Where that was not just about making money, but it was fighting injustice. And then in the last six months or so, it comes out that all of these uh, vice chairs from these different federal banks have been doing some really sketchy trading. And so because of that, they created what I would say is nothing's airtight, especially when it comes to making millions and millions of dollars, right? But they made a pretty good plan. You can announce uh, your intention to buy or sell uh, a mutual fund. It can be an individual stock, but it can be like, you know, derivatives, ETS, mutual funds, probably mostly mutual funds, according to JPAL, right? Uh, 45-day advance notice to buy or sell, and that's it. You're done. You have to buy it. Doesn't matter what happens in the next 45 days. Uh, you have to sell it. Doesn't matter. You can't cancel it like perhaps some other pre-scheduled tra- uh, trading, which we'll talk about here pretty soon with Peloton and their 500 million insider trading last year. Uh, So I think it's really good, right? Um, And I think a lot of the pieces are in place for this legislation to finally happen, right? Because once the federal bank um, kind of are are taking care of their their ethical issues right now, now all the focus is on on Congress, right? Nancy Pelosi gets a lot of crap for it. Uh, But there are tons on, on both sides of the aisle who have participated in some very sketchy trades. I know uh, me being a resident of Florida, I keep up with with, with uh, my Florida public representatives and they make some very sketchy trades. Uh, doesn't mean you can't follow them, but maybe in a year or so, you won't be able to anymore, which is I think is great. Uh, I'm not exactly for some kind of blanket statement where no public official can trade stocks or equities, but I don't think it should be any high-ranking public official with any monetary policy or any kind of ability uh, to, one, have insider knowledge uh, or to be able to make fiscal decisions that could impact trades. 
right? So like if you're yeah, I think uh the uh I think it's one thing to have knowledge and abuse that power of like just knowing more than the uh other traders. And I don't think that's like as much of a problem as uh it affecting and influencing their policy making decisions. Like I remember looking at trades uh for from congressmen for and women, I guess congress people. Uh I remember looking Third at person the, plural is man. Men? Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh Congress uh, I remember looking at the trades from some Congress members uh, that uh, they were buying up Kratos, which is a defense company. And then, you know what happened? They started going up. And so, like, stuff like that, uh, you know, can influence policymaking decision. You're not going to you're going to want to award contracts to a company that you personally have. Uh, yeah, a vested interest in. And should we be allowing our uh, Congress members to buy, you know, defense stocks and stuff like that, where they could be potentially in a position where they can make a decision on what which ones they own. And not only like that, like specifically for defense, it would also should be applied to generals, anybody in the uh, making process. You shouldn't have a conflict of interest for a decision to be made on the part of the people. It's a compl- I think it's a that's the biggest problem here. A hundred thousand percent. And just to be clear, we're not talking about defensive stocks. We're talking about the defense sector itself, like a Raytheon or a Lockheed Martin. Okay, perfect. Just want to clarify that for everyone. No, I think you're absolutely right. My question, um, just just general off the bat, uh, do you think the dog is wagging the tail or do you think the tail is wagging the dog here? Do you think people are buying, do you you think these, these congressmen are buying defensive stocks and then are going to become defensive in policy, or do they? Do you think they see defensive policies on the horizon, so they're buying defensive stocks now? Because you I can think buy they a stock see a lot. The opportunity on the horizon, move. and just sort of help it get along in that way. Like I think it's something that I don't know. They probably, I don't know. I think it's it's likely that need to say like vaccines are necessary, and Pfizer's coming up with something. So like we're going to make a policy that the or like get the FDA to approve the Pfizer pill very quickly like that was pretty fast i thought <laughs> jokes on them if they bought pfizer for that for that uh, <laughs> yeah catalyst. so uh yeah, i think i don't know it's i think tough. it's both uh but i also don't think it doesn't matter because you sh- they should whether or not they are actually doing it because of a conflict of interest there should never be a question of whether they're doing it for a conflict of interest in the first place fucking words of wisdom over here you're right it doesn't matter and you know it's probably both yeah. like you were saying well i mean right? like i think it's I, probably a little the, bit of mon- mon- monetary policy it's probably a little bit of your monetary policy right and i think yeah. in the beginning it would probably be more likely that they're buying it because they see oh we might be going to war let's buy some de- defense stocks like uh raytheon arms providers government contractors for that stuff and then they own all yeah. those stocks well, now they have a conflict of interest to keep awarding contracts to those companies, which is, you know, yeah, not good. Or or supporting going to them. Yeah, or keep going yeah. to war, anything. Like, and it doesn't have to, it doesn't end at uh, defense stocks either, you know. It could be any sector, no. contracts for uh, construction or energy or farmland. I mean, it really doesn't matter. There's the, the separation between business and uh government needs to be very clear and it's not right it, it's it's about as clear as separation of church and state and then your your <laughs> state building have the ten commandments on it it's not very clear <laughs> yeah. at all yeah. uh, our money has i'll tell you god this, we trust as a personal it doesn't say which god though. no it doesn't but right? that, it can be the god you can you can worship the god of no not, god it's not a separation <laughs> of the catholic church and state it's a separation a of all point. church and state all church and mm. state except for when it comes to taxes yeah uh 
That's another podcast altogether. <laughs> what was I saying? I don't even fucking remember at this point. What were you talking about? The separation of government and got business. Me, you got me all got me all flustered on the separation <laughs> of church and state. From a, <laughs> derailed, the whole, from, derailed the whole conversation. From a difference of conflict of interest is that uh, I think this is really important actually, and uh, it's up there for me like with Citizens United, which is the uh, decision that the Supreme Court made that money is like our corporations are people and therefore can donate as much money as they want anonymously to any party. And basically that just means that rich people get to decide our elections since that's like the best indicator for who will win is who spends the most on uh, campaign contribution, who has the most campaign mm-hmm. contributions and spends the most on advertising during a, a presidential race or a Congress race, anything. I remember my terrible uh, point I was going to make now. Uh, and and that that was I was I was gonna just you know for a second break the fourth wall and talk to the listeners here and and for those who might be on the fence and think like this is a little dumb like maybe this isn't really so necessary I'll tell you what as someone who doesn't personally ooh that's not true I own one Tesla car right now <laughs> but for someone who has spent a majority of their life underweight in Tesla I still quietly in my head to myself thank a person every time I see them drive a, a Tesla car I'm like. Thank you for your th- th- thank you for your numbers and your revenue, right? Like I, I don't know when you bought that car, but I was there for that earnings report, maybe, and uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. So you know, if if I'm pulling for Tesla and I have such like a little interest in it, imagine you know being a representative w- with hundreds and thousands of shares or millions of dollars wrapped up. I think it could really sway it, sway a decision. I mean, Tim, you own a hundred shares of Ford, just in case you ever want to buy a truck. Yeah, exactly. Get ten percent off. Sure. The question is, when will Ford overtake Rivian in share price? Is it 2022 or 2023? I don't know. Rivian's coming down, man. It's, not it's coming down. Good. Yo, uh, it's coming down so Rivian's fast. They just signed a deal there. with Kesha. 63 bucks. 63? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I looked at it, it was like 75, which yeah, might have been like as early as this keeps morning. Keeps going down. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, that I, was like three hours ago. I played that <laughs> one right at the beginning while it was hot. It was fun. Yeah, and I mean, mm. well, I think that's uh, also, yeah, to do with uh, the whole tech route. Like, the whole tech sector is any innovation growth stocks are being hurt right now because of the rising interest rates. So, whereas Ford is a more established uh, company, Rivian is an upstart with, like, no revenue. Yeah, and a lot more debt. Yeah. So, yeah, the whole tech sector is hurting, and... Uh, you know, that's an interesting trend from the market because whereas like I think if you look at like the last 10 years, tech has been leading the market as one of the top sectors. And so it's really starting to turn in like 2021, 2022. And I'd like to point yeah. out that there were interest rates before 2020 <laughs> and 2021. Like we were able to have several bullish years in tech with there was just actual the, interest rates. We just went through like an explosive period. Like right. things yeah, free money. gotta cool off. Like if we're gonna keep going up, it's gonna be going up slowly. Yeah, I mean like, mom I mom was drunk. Mom had too much to drink. She was handing out free money out of the pocketbook uh, out of yep, the pocketbook, yep. right? I, I had to buy my Pokemon cards. But you know what? There's less money coming from mama now, so uh, exactly. I can't buy as many Pokemon cards, right? Now the yep. 
Now the market at recess is, is drying up a little bit. <laughs> I believe we call that uh, QT, quantitative tapering. <laughs> that was a really roundabout. Is that the worst analogy of all time? <laughs> yeah, that was a really roundabout way of <laughs> doing an analogy. It, just, it, kept, it kept building on itself, you know? There's a lot <laughs> of layers <laughs> that analogy. <laughs> it was just, I was just waiting for it to like implode it's on itself. It's almost a story. You can make it like a cartoon out of that now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually going to take this idea and sell it to Netflix. <laughs> yeah. I like that uh, South Park where they're like, hello, this is Netflix. You have the green light. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, oh, we love your pitch. Yeah. We'll turn anything into it. Yes. Are you guys uh, moving to more <clears throat> like stable stocks recently because well, of the tech sell off so, and the interest rates FUD? Or are you So I've been doubling this down? basically from the beginning of, of the year right and a little bit before like you can still make money in 2022 but this year you're gonna have to be like really super selective uh i mean just for example like let's let's stop and take a second look at just let's look at netflix and their earnings report um let's see like let's see they beat wall street expectations for uh net subscribers this year or the this, this earnings period right um they beat earnings per share, right? They earned one thirty-three per share, uh, where the expected was eighty-two cents, right? So that's a fifty-one cent difference, and the revenue was in line with expectations. And yet the stock drops twenty percent, which is a lot, right? Stock drops a hundred dollars, which is a fuck ton, right? Uh so why? When you beat expectations, you beat the shit out of earnings per uh per share. And your revenues in in line with expectations. Why are you dropping twenty percent when you're Netflix? Like no one here is ever gonna, not going to own Netflix on their devices. Now you might not own the password for that Netflix, but you will have Netflix, <laughs> and you will get bored enough and you will watch it. So I think this is a perfect example of these quote unquote pandemic stocks that have just exploded, like you were saying, Patrick, like exponentially over the last two years. Right. And now they might still be great stocks. You might still wear your Crocs while you're watching your Netflix on <laughs> your Peloton, yeah. right? But these stocks will never be the same. If you look at Zoom, oh my right? God, let's, say, let's say 95% of, I'm, I'm using terrible numbers here, right? Uh, I got a degree in math, so I spent enough time in my life caring enough about numbers that I can spend the rest of it bullshitting the numbers. Right, tweet at me if you have any problems. That uh, you can tweet at me at roots research underscore if you want to uh, continue <laughs> my math here. But let's say roughly ninety five percent of the workforce goes back to work. Right, right. You have five percent that stays at home. Ninety five percent. That that number is way too damn high. But let's say ninety five percent goes back. No, flip that other way around. Let's say five percent goes back. Ninety five percent stay at home. Okay. Well, that's still 5% less than the required 100% mandated right. by the pandemic lockdowns. So companies like Zoom literally will never just be that popular again. Well, right. Until there's another pandemic and another government lockdown or we have enough babies, which yeah, must and the population will tell you is not happening. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're never it's like there's never going to be that that many number of Zoom. Right. Um, well, I mean, I think, Zoom users. I think that was part of it is that like, you know, even if uh, Netflix smashes earnings, it's been going at an exponential growth rate, which was, uh, you know, it was crazy. Like, so, yeah, I mean, like, I remember when Zoom, Zoom was at five, 550 or something like that. It was crazy. And I was like, this has to go down. I understand that, like, yeah, it's a good company. And yeah, we're trending towards work from home. But like, how much can you do with this? Like, there's, there's just not enough there. Yeah, there's no there's no ads in between the TV shows, right? 
Like, so maybe if, you know, 200 million Americans were at home watching uh, Tiger King and there were two ads in between the six episodes and we had to watch the two ads before you could watch the next episode, you know, ad revenue would be a lot higher. But you're just never going to have that many number of subscribers. I mean, if you look at it, 2020 saw an unprecedented year with lockdowns, restrictions, uh, closures. But that led to more us time, which led to more divorces and breakups, right? right? Which led to 2021 probably having, what, like the most Netflix users ever. <laughs> you break up, you get a divorce, that's a new Netflix user right there. <laughs> you can't use your, you can't, oh, I hate my ex-wife, but I still need, <laughs> yeah, babe. still need that <laughs> password because she still, she took all my money. I can't afford the twelve ninety nine a month. Netflix password. Well, on Netflix, like they just raised their rates again. Can you imagine being a Netflix shareholder and your rates just went up, paying more for Netflix every month, and then your shares just went down a hundred dollars? It's painful. Yeah. It's painful. But I think I think Netflix is a great example of pandemic stocks. That if you miss anything, if any, if you show uh, any sign of weakness, any blood in the water, and the sharks are going to come for you. And by sharks, I mean short sellers. Or panic, yes. or, 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 or panic hands, or paper hands. What do you guys think? Are you guys worried about this Netflix? Would you be buying Netflix at a hundred dollars discount? Uh, you know, I might. They have a lot of IP. They have a really good uh, system. You know, they are like the name in uh, streaming services. And oh, now that's a good point. Hold on, let me ask you this though. They are the name in streaming services, right? Like Google is the name in search engines. Mm-hmm. However. The name hasn't taken over synonymously, right, as a verb, right? Like, you know, if I'm looking something up, I'm going to Google something. But if I'm trying to watch something on TV, right, like a streaming show, I'm not going to Netflix something, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that ubiquitous yet. And I think that might be a real problem for shareholders uh, or, you know, maybe the outlook of, of Netflix in the future, right? Like, if I was like, hey, man, did you Netflix the new Peacemaker on HBO Max? <laughs> yeah. Right? Peacemaker. Oh, Makes me want to buy puts on Disney just because I'm so upset. I'll never see that kind of IP, like Marvel's IP or, or Star Wars IP, like that kind of quality content. And by quality content, I mean blood and rated R. Peacemaker, 69 out of 10, but that's a different podcast. You can check that podcast out if you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would say that, I mean, I love Disney. I think they do a really good job with pivoting. Like, even, it, like, I was really impressed with their, uh, the way they handled the pandemic too. Like they switched to streaming. They did a lot of more online services. They uh, had really good pivots into new IP. You know, they're just always staying relevant. The Miller world. Are you favorite the Miller world? Disney is great. I like Disney. I, I don't know. Pay for it myself. It's freaking amazing. It's got so much Star Wars content. And I don't know. I'm a big Star Wars fan. So, yeah. Have you caught up on uh, Boba Fett? No, not yet. Nah, see, I... This is why we don't talk about <laughs> Disney Plus. Every time every time I come to you, I'm like, oh, let's talk about the latest Disney Plus. No. <laughs> no. Don't, uh... Don't bet against the mouse, but just be glad that shit's not live. <laughs> just be glad it's all video on demand. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have one less viewer from, from Canada. He still pays um, for it. It's great for their earnings report. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, who cares? You watch the content. You don't watch the content as long as you pay. You're right. I mean, I'll probably own Disney Plus for the rest of my life. My 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 nephew also uses it, though. He's like two. So all the cartoons are like great. So, uh, But you know where I'll probably never watch Disney Plus? Where aren't you going to watch Disney Plus, Major? <laughs> I'm not watching on my Peloton. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like we're, we're talking about technology and streaming and, and pandemic stocks. We, you can't go anywhere without talking about Peloton right now. Uh, yeah, mostly because, 
I mean, at least I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to bring you guys anywhere without talking about Peloton. Um, Major, you, you just don't go anywhere. Last... <laughs> so, <laughs> so that pre preempts the, the original <laughs> premise. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, you guys are on Discord and, and you're in my pocket. So I kind of like bring you guys everywhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, from the kitchen to the bedroom to you the office. You should have your Peloton behind you right now. That would be yeah. I, I, No. Fuck Peloton. Dude, I was never, like right never on board. <laughs> Fuck Peloton. I, uh, I said this last week, um, and hopefully the editor put in uh, for the intro there. But my number one like stock to stay away from, aka stock to short, uh, was Peloton this year. I wouldn't touch and that thing with a ten foot pole. <laughs> ten foot, twenty foot pole, right? And that's not just because I'm a fat ass. That's just because, uh, you know, my mom was a dietitian nutritionist. Uh, she has been for over twenty five years. I grew up with exercise equipment in my house. I know how good of a clothes rack they are, and that's <laughs> yeah. it. That's it. I heard some, I'm not going to say who, some analyst on from Wall Street on uh, CNBC today, right? And he was like, uh, this was after the Peloton news dropped. And and the uh, the anchor was asking the analyst, like, are you guys buying Peloton here? And he was like, yeah, we're going to buy the dip here because we think everyone on Wall Street last year went out and bought a Peloton, loves their Peloton, wants Peloton to stay in business, so they're going to buy the shares. And I'm over here thinking, no. Everyone in the last two years who wanted a Peloton, bought a what? Peloton, stopped using their Peloton, knows how much they don't use their Peloton, and are bearish on the company. Yeah. Like, this Let's is going to be sub-20. shop at Walmart, so I'm going to buy Walmart shares. Like, <laughs> right? I mean, it's not the worst logic, right? right? But like, I guess, but, like, that's not the know, reason why the shares are going to keep going up. Like, Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's revenue, yeah, right? I, will, I, would like, I would definitely wouldn't buy any companies without revenue this year. I could imagine, uh, uh, I th- you know, Peloton, it was a flash in the pan during the pandemic. You know, it's like everybody was stuck inside. You have people want to go outside to exercise. Gyms closed for like a couple months. Right. Like, yeah, you're, exactly. Like, like so I was saying before, you're earning a better like, There's like a, a like an interactive component. Like you can actually be a part of a class like you're. I don't know, kind of competing with people on the scoreboard beside you, right? Like, right. Well, yeah, I mean, but so whereas their price went up a lot because of their pandemic earnings, and uh, you know, like everybody's getting a Peloton, so they're really hot right now. Well, now it's going to start yeah. coming back down. People aren't going to. I mean, they already saturated the market, and kind of like, do they have a subscription service? Uh, they do. They do. Yeah, but they do. Okay, it'll depend. And on, it's got a really, still. really strong subscription base like they have a very low turnover rate like if you have your peloton um yeah i'm not gonna say you're gonna be continually riding your peloton that goes against my thesis but you're at least netflixing that bitch where you're not canceling subscription (laughs) fee even though you haven't watched it in two months right so we're kind of seeing like the impact of like consumer spending being down and stuff right Mm -hmm. like that makes complete sense like last year Everyone was, like, they couldn't travel, couldn't go out anywhere, can't, like, go to a restaurant and spend money, couldn't go to a bar, do anything, like, after work. Everything was closed. So what do you do? Buy things. You buy things. That's what America sort of resorted to do. So, like, consumer spending was super high. So any expectations to, like, I don't know, say consumer spending was going to keep going up more even than after? Like, no. People are yeah. going back and traveling now. And, I mean, the one sector – and I mean, geez, there's just – there's there's nowhere you can fl- – there's no, quote-unquote, flight to safety available for you, right? Like, yeah. with you're, – you're absolutely right. You know, uh, Americans having so much money, consumers having so much money to spend, right? The consumer market was crazy in 2021. 
um, semiconductors or or in such high demand that like Patrick predicted six or, or three, three or four months ago, right? That we're going to overproduce semiconductors now to the point where they're going to come down in price. Now I'll be the first to say, I think, you know, only time will tell, but so far it looks like I was wrong on that. I, I thought the amount of devices, the demand of devices for semiconductors would keep up. But so far we're looking like we might have uh, enough chips for 2022 or at least 2023, right? So you can't do that. And then you're like, okay, cool. Well, uh, fuck Omicron. The world's opening back up. Let's go to jets, right? Whether it's the ETF or you're just talking about planes in general. But then boom, 5G's a problem now. Sick right? plug. What is this? We've been talking about 5G for years. We've been in a pandemic. Why is this now coming up? Like the day before? Oh, guys, we're about to launch 5G uh, tomorrow for AT&T and Verizon. Um, this is tower control. Uh, we <laughs> do not have clearance for those bands. Please do a U-turn and go the fuck away. So, like, where do you go now? Reopening's a piece of shit. Uh, whether you're doing trains, planes, or automobiles, Rivian down. Uh, I don't have a train stock, so I'm gonna say cruises instead. Right? You've got literally cruises who no one walks on with COVID. Then you get a hundred people with COVID, and yeah, now you can't dock real. anywhere. Right, so yeah, maybe your seven-day cruise turns into a twenty-one-day cruise. Is that vacation or is that extra hell? I don't know, but it's not in my portfolio. Yeah. I guess you put it in uh, utilities, shit like that. Boring boomer-ass stocks. Right. I mean, you can't put it in cash. Fucking seven percent. Jeez, yeah. might as well just give me the money. No, please. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you my Venmo. Just tweet at me. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's put. a, it's a, it's a whole thing. We might be. I wonder if we're heading into correction territory or if this is, I mean, like, so far, it's been a big dip in, like, SPY, but it's not, like, that big. Like, yeah, we're, so, we're not five to ten. We're not that we're not that 10 percent threshold or eight we just don't have like the oomph. like the, the economy is like not that healthy. I don't think. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, like it. Well, yeah. how can you say that when last year SPY had 71 record closes or 75, which is second to 79? I don't know. There's a four four close difference. Corporations made more money. Like everyone's still out of a job and like barely able to pay rent. Like, yeah. Talk about this. Yeah. Right. Like uh, crushing. this like, earnings season is going to be hella interesting. So yeah. you've got companies from, you know, on a Wall Street perspective, you've got companies and companies are saying, oh, it's this inflation that's making us raise prices, right? And then you've got Main Street with Joe Biden saying, like, fuck this. These companies are posting, like, record margins uh, in, in record quarters. Like, the inflation yeah. is inflation not because of, like, the pandemic. It's because of the companies. Like, your cars cost more because they're charging more. Um, and there's probably, like all things in life, some truth on both sides of the aisle. But I think this earnings season will be very interesting to see where margins are and why shit costs more. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, because, I mean, it's hard. You know, it'd be hard for well, you know, like, an, an old, you know, like a Ford, right, to to raise car prices by $5,000 and blame it on supply chain issues with, like, semiconductors and then report, like, record margins, yeah, right? Like, that's, that's fishy. I mean, true. you know, I'm just a lonely man. I'm not going to be able to do anything about it. But I'll talk about it on a podcast one week. You just wait for banks. Uh, I think didn't banks like unanimously pretty much miss on earnings due to uh, like equities loss? Wasn't that like what happened this week? Uh, so I think it's a pretty mixed bag. Like for instance, Goldman Sachs uh, beat on most of the the broad side of their earnings, but they they lost a lot on operational cost. 
um, seems their administrative and salary expenses increased, which <laughs> yeah, means they just well, had to pay people more money. They paid CEOs more. Paid CEOs or paid analysts. That's cool. Good. Fuck good. Uh, I want to point out that Bank of America did not have that same problem with salaries. And I just want to point that out to highlight the differences between those two um, firms as far as analysts goes. Yeah. And uh, Sophie is entering the bank market, I think now, right? Uh, they just got their charter approval. Yep. Uh, they're allowed to, uh, I think they're, they're purchasing a Sacramento bank. I think that's what's going on. Yeah, you generally have to do that with uh, banks because the it's basically easier and cheaper just to purchase an established bank and use their stuff rather than and, get uh, a new one. Instead of going the through the process spec. of getting yeah. it on. Yeah. The old SPAC Bank's method. <laughs> right. That's I'm funny. not going to get a charter. I'm going to buy a bank that already has a charter. But they, they do have many financial services already at their disposal. Like, they offer a lot of different products. But now they offer products with perks and FDIC assurances, right? And they corporately get more perks now because they're a bank. Yeah, they get more uh, yeah. financial opportunities. They get they get more money from the government. Pretty sure, like straight up, you just get better rates. Yeah, I mean, one of the only ways to like get those really low, like near zero interest rates is if you're a FDIC bank, you know, and then you can loan that shit out to for like five percent on house house loans and stuff like that, you know. So do you think uh, Sophie could be a safe haven or do you think uh, it's more of a growth? Is it more risky with this charter? Would you say that's like a catalyst to invest? I think it gives them a lot of opportunity to um, continue to provide the same services on a larger scale, but actually have like better margins in doing so. Right. Because they can get their money cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think so, it's a really good move. And I, I think their like, stock I, price I, has seen that as well. But it's also still on a big discount yeah. from its top on just the mere mention I know. of having a charter. I mean, as of recording this right now, um, like kind of as the market's closing here, uh, what is this? The 20th. Um, sitting like just under 15 bucks. Like that's, I don't know, still quite a ways below the low. Yeah. But, or, uh, below the high sorry right um but yeah it's uh interesting it's an interesting one i know dylan's been on it for a while yeah they, uh, yeah i saw that members i'm of sure he, he yeah he, dylan's uh one of our crypto analysts and uh he's been into sofi for a long time because he's big uh into financial uh new financial systems he really doesn't like yeah. the old old ways so yeah he called that out a long time ago um do, how how have you guys been doing with uh the uh the tech sell-off like, how have you guys uh, <clears throat> been handling the tech route and uh, the markets selling off recently? I'd say uh, pro- it's Go ahead, it sucked. It yeah, sucked. Yeah, it does. But it's given me a little bit of opportunity to do some, uh, like, short play because I just generally stick to playing the overall markets. I, d- I have a few, um, like, specific companies that I've researched quite a bit that I invest in. But um, generally, I'm just sticking to the broader markets right now just because I don't have the time to be sitting on looking after eight different plays all at once. But um, as of late, I've noticed I'm looking at more puts or shorts um, yeah. in a very, very short term. <laughs> sort Come of join the dark side. the days. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a great way to... Major helped me out with a nice call today, actually. Shout out to you, Major. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, dude, I saw a spy at, like, 458. Like, yeah. you know, we closed, like, the night before early, 450. I saw one of the 458, okay. and I was like, nah, pfft, let's sell this bitch off. <laughs> yeah. 
And then it closed. And then it dropped like yeah. like twelve dollars. Then it went to four forty six. Like Jesus Louise market. Jeez and like Louise. nothing changed fundamentally on the day. No. That's no that's not Shows you the power of technical analysis. I mean, or... I think I always think it's so ridiculous that people are like, there's a logical hand or market that moves things to its fair value. I mean, that's just not true at all. It's all emotion well, and it's random and it gets the idea. Out I think of it. is that if you have a, a thousand people going after that one stock, all their emotions and analysis, all that factors in, and that gets you the fair price. Right, like Tim's price isn't going to be the fair price, but maybe between Tim, yourself, it, myself, and nine hundred ninety-seven other people, that might be a can, fair price. We that can I probably, think. I might be, come up with a fair price. That's then. fair. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we all have like different opinions, and uh, you know, we all have like different like objectives. Like people are like, "What? What's a stock pick?" And I'm like, "Well, how long do you want to hold on to it? You're looking for something in the next five years, next five minutes. We're looking to scalp, or we're looking for some leaps." Yeah, yeah. You have to have a timeline with every investment that you make, whether it's like part of the trading strategy, ten thousand dollars. Like, yeah, have an exit planned. Like, ideally, where do you sell? Now, if everything goes wrong, where do you sell? Those are like two questions that you have to. That's one of my oldest questions. Where do you sell? Where do you buy? Where do you sell? That's that's, you know probably the the joys of having a a trading strategy. Yeah. Right, and more importantly, having a group to to bounce trading ideas off of right so you know we had uh, someone in the discord who was just really unhappy with like their stock picks uh before they came into and they're carrying a lot of bags and then they just sold it all to go with like the cues and i was like oh maybe don't buy technology <laughs> yeah uh, maybe don't buy a technology heavy index like before <laughs> we had into all these interest rate hikes right. uh, yeah. and now the cues have gone from you know 394 down to 355 right almost and uh, just the pain the pain um but sucks i will tell you what if you're hating this market i would recommend going on the short side well i would right? say like if we all knew things were going to sell off then it just sucks when you're on the wrong side it just sucks when you're on the wrong side of the trade right right when yeah. when you're long oh, and the yeah, market's yeah. short when you're short and the market's long it just sucks um, I would say this is a great opportunity for all the new traders out there to become a better trader, right? Because this is like for the past couple of years, anyone who's entered, it's been a massive bull market. So things always have been going up. You know, it's yeah. a lot different from the current like chop and uh, decrease. Technicals and, and patterns yeah. have been like spot on lately. Right. Like, I don't know. I've been looking at a couple things, especially with cryptocurrency. Oh, man. Like, I don't know. I can't think of any examples off the top of my head right now. But there's been a lot that I've made fair trades on. But like, because prices are coming down to a level of resistance buy, and it like trended back up exactly where I thought it was going to. It was nice. Yeah, dips only suck. Dips only suck if you already have a position. (laughs) Yeah, true. Right. So, how are you doing with the the downturn market, Major? Recently, uh, you buying the dip so or are every, you? Every loss, I, I I pretty much saw this dip coming. Um, called it out, and then like everyone else, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Uh, <laughs> I will say not not today, but earlier in the week there were signs on a technical level to buy, so I bought, uh, and then I got faked out. Um, so. 
besides that, like, I'm not hurting all too much because, well, that's not true. I'm hurting, but the hurt I have, I don't care about. Like, I pretty much heading into last week sold off anything that I gave a, a damn about that I thought was going to get hurt by this inflation like technology, right? Um, so like, yeah. Uh, so I pretty much sold off everything that I gave a damn about that, that I held dear to my, my heart and my portfolio. Um, maybe last week or the week before heading into this, uh, tumultuous period with the FOMC coming up, uh, here pretty soon. Yeah. A little SAT word for you. Mm -hmm. So like, and then I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not feeling pain, right? Like my Airbnb is down, right? But I'm also not planning on selling my Airbnb. My NVIDIA is down, not planning on selling my NVIDIA. Uh, and I knew these, these were going to take hits just based on their sectors and, and my market thesis, but. I didn't care enough to try to time the market. I felt with these stocks, I wanted to just more be like time in the market. Can I ask you a question about NVIDIA? Yeah. Do you not think that they are going to go into a overproduction eventually? Uh, so while, How far away do you think that is? While I think Patrick is right at the moment uh, that we are facing maybe a little bit of a Supply glut. A supply glut. The same thing I happened do, to lumber, I think, didn't it? I, I still, yeah, yeah like lumber. Exactly the same like lumber. thing happened to lumber. That's the exact same that's thing happened to lumber. But, plastic. you know what? We're not, not, yeah, but everything's not going to be built out of wood in the future. Everything's going to be, uh, everything's going to be an electronic device in the future. I mean, fair enough. Right, sure. so like, but this might be a down, up this might be like, a down quarter for, for wood, but I'm still very bullish on trees. Right. I mean, and I, I said, like, just because it'll go down, I think I see. our requirements will still go up. Like, it might be lower in the future than it was then or now, but that doesn't mean 10 years from now it's still going to be lower. It's, we're still going to need yeah. conductor, semiconductors and chips. Right. Yeah. And, and, and my need for that is only going to grow. On this time. market is you pick the winners. Right. Right. Uh, I have Lucid. I I have Tesla, right? But like this EV Go, uh, SEV, whatever, right? Like these uh, one one in a million, right? These one in a hundred, whatever. The, these startup EV companies, right? Uh, sh sure, go underweight, whatever. You do you. Um, yeah. This isn't financial advice, but for me personally, like I'm sticking with like the known winners, which right. I thought was super interesting, and I think is a really telltale sign. The only reason I'm bringing it up here is just so people can have a better idea, like how to think like an analyst, right? Um, uh, NVIDIA earlier in the week, we, we saw year to date, right? Which you know, it's only two weeks or two and a half weeks, but, uh, we saw NVIDIA down, AMD down and Intel up. You know right. what that tells me? Values back. Tells me you got to buy cheap stocks. <laughs> you got to sell expensive stocks. You got to buy cheap right. stocks. There's no way in hell right now. Uh, you know, all things being if the same. If you're buying things that have like, been going up. You're gonna be in for a, I don't know. Well, yeah, like there's there's a very real turn. chance that Nvidia might be two hundred dollars at the end of the year or six hundred dollars at the end of the year. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but Intel, it's probably gonna be like thirty or sixty, thirty or seventy. Yeah, one or the other. Yeah. I'm leaning towards. It just, just depends on like what what they can do. They have ambitious plans uh, and a track record that proves they can't do it. Hmm. What do you think about Microsoft? In their bullish, bullish. Although Activision, Activision, fuck, yeah, and I mean Blizzard acquisition. That the was the only, the only thing, the only way Xbox can compete with PlayStation is through more game exclusives. 
yeah. right? Which Microsoft and Xbox, I mean, Xbox is barely a part of Microsoft when you're thinking about like on a stock level, right? Like we're usually talking about uh, government contracts, right? Revenue, subscription streams, the metaverse. Mm. And no one, no one really talks about Microsoft as an Xbox or as a gaming play, right? Which side note, I think my Sony mm. might be uh, at 110 might be good to pick up on some weakness here, but you think overall still very bullish on Microsoft and isn't it still like impossible to get a PS5? I mean, for the most part, you can spend 10 grand and get that Gucci t- uh, PS5. That's stupid. And don't, it comes, comes with like some that. luggage. Don't do that. That's stupid. Yeah. Don't I was like, if you want some, if you want some free, if you want some bags, you can just come check out my portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's been a crazy market and we're, it's definitely possible that we, uh, yeah, what about I mean, you? Patrick, have you, how, how's your butt? You've been holding on. You've been yeah, buying I've been some good. new underwear. I'm a good, good. I'm a going. I mean, I've been went long a while ago, so I'm just waiting, averaging down, riding yeah. the waves. That's yeah. what I've been doing. I've been I switched to a much slower pace. Uh, kind of a few months ago when I started going on road a lot for my company. So I mean, it's been yeah. good. I got time. I'm just waiting it out. But uh, yeah, it's been you know a what? crazy market. This what might be one of the best ways to overall kind of frame this. Uh, in an easy digestible way at least i hope so right and in 2020 and 2021 those were the years of traders right i think 2022 is going to be the year of investors mm. right. i think now it's going to be the, to, to borrow the phrase from uh kramer i think now it's going to be time when you hold your nose uh you don't quite buy the dip yet but with these interest rates i'm seeing some very easy obvious buying opportunities uh on the horizon yeah. and check out the discord if you want to keep more updates on the day-to-days. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys have anything else before uh, I got off to not ride a Peloton or watch Netflix? No, I don't think so. What Do you, do you have anything, Tim? Mm, no, not really. You uh, must have at least one thing to say, Tim. Maybe something from the outline, Tim? <laughs> we could cue the outcome. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for listening to The Roots Report by Roots Research, LLC. Everything discussed in this podcast should be considered to be disinterested commentary between hosts. This is not financial advice, as we are not financial advisors. Please be sure to share, follow us on Twitter, Spotify, and join our Discord. Links are in the description below. This has been The Roots Report, and stay rooted.